Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. Breaker, breaker. Today's a Big Ten Four comeback. I apologize for that. It's October 4th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder. That's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? Not Trey. We're eastbound and down. Got a long way to go in a short time to get there, buddy. So uh, right, buddy. I like your uh, little uh, shout out to the Smoky, Smoky the Bandit, particularly the Bandit. Um, the yeah. Great anti-cop redneck icon. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Uh, got a lot to talk about trade. There's like so much news. We, we're not going to get to any of it, but uh, <laughs> a couple of brief points. Um, Trump sued CNN in a pretty comical $500 million lawsuit because a couple of their commentators compared him to Hitler and it hurt his feelings. So he's he just he now found out about that. Like, why hasn't he sued, <laughs> you know, half the country or whatever? Because I feel like he's been being compared to Hitler uh, for a minute now from where I've been sitting. Yeah, so Trump's been a big tabloid guy since the '80s, and changing libel laws has sort of been a like a passion of his. It's just an important reminder that like this is not a factual comparison; it's pure political rhetoric, which is the core of the First Amendment. It's just a reminder these guys don't actually like free speech. Uh, by the way, Trump is Hitler. I said it. Fucking sue me. It's also <laughs> funny because like he's saying that them doing that cost him the 2020 election, which is like you know uh, I could just enter into evidence a piece of paper with COVID written on it. Right. <laughs> or, well, also like, that or, probably drove up some, you know, that probably riled the base up a little bit. You know, drove some more, uh, some more Hitler fans out to the polls. I would imagine, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure it would hurt too much, uh, considering how popular that new Mussolini lady is um, on the American mm-hmm. right. Just took over Italy, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's funny they sued him for four, I think 475 million dollars for costing him a 400 grand a year job. So that, I'm not sure how the math works out on that. <laughs> um, but uh, so the Oath Keepers trial started this week, and I bet you we'll get deeper into it at some point because it's going to last like months. Um, they're being tried for seditious conspiracy, like seven of them were on trial, I think. I think they were told 12 people going to be tried for it, but they literally had to do break them up because they couldn't fit all 12 defendants in the courtroom at the same time, which is funny. We America doesn't have a big enough court trial to people trying to overthrow the government. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting case because the government's like typically loses seditious conspiracy cases historically. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, they, they must feel pretty good about this one. Um, but I wanted to talk to them. I was at a friend's birthday shindig on uh, over the weekend, and a lady there happened to be a daughter of a Persian immigrant was, like, visibly upset about um, what's going on in Iran because she communicates with her relatives via, like, Instagram DMs. The government keeps turning off the Internet because of the uprisings that are happening over there right now and do some how nobody – talks about it. I was like, yeah, it's crazy. Nobody talks about it. And somebody was like, don't you have a podcast? I'm like, you're right. I'm one of the people not talking about it. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's fucking talk about it. So what's happening in uh, Iran is pretty uh, inspirational and also horrifying. Um, what happened was last month, um, Iranian religious morality police uh, killed a 22-year-old woman named Masa Amini. She's a Kurdish uh, Iranian who was visiting the capital with her family, uh, and uh, she was wearing her hijab wrong. Not, not that she wasn't wearing it, she just didn't have it on correctly, according to them. So they took her into custody, and she ended up dead. She said she died, they, they said she died of a heart attack, but she was pretty obviously beaten to death. And uh, so people took to the streets. And so far, um, there's been uprisings all over the country in about 50 cities. At least 92 protesters have been killed. It's a pretty crazy situation and kind of like people want to be free, man. <laughs> people right. of all stripes all over the world just want freedom. And these people aren't, it's not like they aren't observant Muslims, most of them. They don't, they're not asking to abandon the hijab or to, they just, they just don't think people should be forced to wear the hijab under penalty of death. 
And right. And that's the part that makes it so, uh, like you said, inspirational. It's just like, you know, we're all for fighting the power and everything in this country, and it's good, and you should do that. But, I mean, it's obviously a whole other level uh, with this issue and in that country. I mean, they, you know, they will kill you. They have they have mm-hmm. been killing them. So, I mean, you know, it takes massive uh, for, uh, lady balls to, to do what uh, these women are doing. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, there, a lot of this stuff is happening in around schools and uh, some places are, places are calling it the school children's uprising, which is children's afraid way to frame it because the schools are segregated sexually, obviously, because it's Iran and it, there are a lot of them are girls. And let's look, check out this picture that was floating around the Internet today. Um, these little girls in a middle school, high school flipping off the fucking Ayatollah. Yeah, it's um, hardcore, dude. Yeah, they have this. Uh, you have this video, Matt. Um, this is from a school where a bunch of girls uh, chase the principal out, spitting on him and calling him names, <laughs> which anybody's been to school. Uh, that was probably really fun, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Didn't it say, yeah, it's like an education ministry official or something like that. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll have that rank, but I read some, it's hard to know, like the authenticity, authenticity of this stuff is hard to prove, but this was from a, a reporter stationed in, uh, Iran, who's who speaks the language and stuff. So if you get this video, power of the people, man. Yeah. yeah cut it, man. Um, so Iran has a history of women that protest movements uh, since the 1970s, at least. Um, some of the first revolts against the revolutionary government. We're about the right to abortion, the right to divorce. And this one hit for me because it's just in an American context. It sounds funny, but it was the right for a wife to have a say about who her husband's second wife was going to be. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I guess you should have you should get a right of approval if your husband's going to get a second wife to see if she wants to hang out with the woman. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's also like opposition to the dress code goes back to the 70s, too. Um, the first major protests were on, uh, against the um, uh, Iranian revolutionary government, which is what they call themselves. But, you know, the the hardcore fascist she is. Um, they, the first protests were on International Women's Day in 1979 when both secular and religious women joined forces to challenge the, uh, the hijab laws uh, and rallies in Tehran. But since we're an America-centric po- uh, podcast, let's talk about our role in this shit. One of the reasons that Iranian people are upset and frustrated is they're economically um, you know, starved because Trump pulled out of the Iran deal. So they, people have trouble getting medicine, food, yada, yada, yada. It's not good over there. And, it, it, you know, basics of it, their government wants a nuke to fend off Israel because they think Israel will wipe them off the map. And you know what? Fair. Israel's got a right wing uh, government that's pretty psychotic. <laughs> but yeah, so um, because we bailed on our international commitments made under Obama, like things have gotten pretty worse over there. And coincidentally, this article was in New York yesterday. You know, all things anti-CIA hit for me, but it was titled, as a New Yorker, has the CIA done more harm than good? And you know the old rule in general, if a headline is a question, uh, is a question, the answer is usually no, but this one is definitely yes. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like it's <laughs> almost a rhetorical question, uh, to me yes. at least. It's like, uh, I think, yeah, probably uh, the New Yorker, but go on. <laughs> yeah. So this actually barely mentioned Iran, but um, it, it, it did talk about like, it's a pretty good piece about all the uh, historical failures of the CIA and how like <laughs> they, 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 this, there's actually legislation trying to abolish the CIA 
uh, in the 80s, the last time we tried it. But it, it was pretty uncontroversial that CIA needed to be getting, gotten rid of. Uh, Harry Truman believed it. Eisenhower came to believe it. it they're pretty disastrous organization. But talking about Iran, um, how we ended up here is uh, the CIA, in 1953, um, <sighs> The CIA and the British government worked together to overthrow a democratically elected prime minister named um, Mohammed Mossad. I I can't, I have a fat American tongue. I think it's probably supposed to be Mossad. Mossad, let's call him Mossad. They installed the Shah and how that came about was, uh, (laughs) we called it Operation Ajax and the UK called it Operation Boot. So we couldn't even settle on it, agree on a name to call the thing. But we worked with the clergy to install a monarch because uh, the Democratic elected prime minister just wanted to audit (laughs) the finances of the Anglo-Iranian oil company, um, which is now uh, British Petroleum, basically, in order to verify they were paying their contracted royalties to Iran and to limit the country's control over the Iranian oil reserves. And when the uh, the company refused to do that, cooperate, uh, Parliament voted to nationalize Iran's oil industry and to expel foreign corporate reps. Um, that didn't hit for Winston Churchill and the CIA, so they uh, installed the Shah. I mean, everything, uh, all's well that ends well, right? So they got a they got, they got a nice Western-friendly government? No, well, the Shah was horrifically corrupt, so a bunch of leftists worked with the, uh, uh, the theocrats to overthrow the government. And, uh, yeah. I can't and believe uh, that the U.S. and U.K. would involve themselves in the politics over there over something like uh, oil money. You know what I mean? That's just it's a crazy overreach and totally out of character for them. Um, CIA doesn't even get a cut. They're just doing a favor to the oil industry. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it, the, do you remember? I rewatched the movie Argo over pandemic. Uh-huh. Ben Affleck, a good movie, even though it's yeah, I, li- I liked the movie. I only saw it when it came out, but I liked it. But yeah, yeah. So it's set in the middle of the '79 revolution when a bunch of Americans got taken hostage and some were in hiding to avoid being taken hostage. And the plot of Argo is uh, the backstory is the CIA was tired of everyone thinking they weren't good at their jobs. So they wanted to, they wanted to tell a success story. So they declassified the, the information about this Argo mission and co-wrote the screenplay with you know Hollywood. But and, but the idea that one of their biggest success stories mm-hmm. is you fuck up Iran so bad there's a coup and like. I don't know. I forget the exact number of people are taking hostage. Let's say 200. And you have a successful mission to get like five of them out. Right. <laughs> and, be like, if I burn and that's a home my, run. <laughs> yes, that's their home run. And yeah. If they got burned down my our apartment, my wife came home, I'm like, but I got two chairs and a fellow photo album out. Well, yeah. we're talking about all the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. We should make a movie about those chairs, really. You should appreciate me more uh, for getting yeah. those chairs out. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And prayers to the people of Iran, uh, the ladies of Iran, mm-hmm. especially. Um, hope you guys successfully liberalize something over there and uh, make the world a better place. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Word to that. Well, let's get into it. With us, as always, is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. I, of course, would like to remind you all two quick items of business. Number one, if you'd like to see me live, go to TreyCrowder.com. I'm going to be in Raleigh this weekend with Corey and Drew. I got some other group shows and a lot of solo shows coming up this fall and going into 2023. Either way, I hope you'll check it out. Go to TreyCrowder.com. Come and see me. Number two, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes like the one we did last week, wherein me and Mark pitched our ideas for fixing the country if we were to become dictator. 
We're having fun with them. we got plenty more in store. Go to weeklyskews.com slash more or go on Patreon and look me up. Either way works. Get some more skews in your life. Now, as for the show tonight, Herschel Walker owns many collegiate rushing records from his time at the University of Georgia, and it seems now he has his sights set on a whole new type of record, the most lies and scandals to emerge from one Senate campaign. Two more came out this week. One from the Daily Beast, which reported on a secret abortion from the very, very pro-life candidate, and the second from his own son. We'll detail those and remind you of the others because it is hard to keep up <coughs> at this point. A little bit later, but first, of course, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, crackheads for not being Batman. What? You'll see here in a minute. This is Senator Kennedy from Louisiana. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm John <laughs> Kelly, and I approve this message. Well, I don't know, Mark. Crackhead might not shoot your dog, at least. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather someone steal my TV than shoot my dog. That's a fair, as a fair suggestion. The so it's funny because he talks about violent crime surging. Says the mur- uh, New Orleans murder rate is like reached number one in the country. It's like, and he complains about woke leaders. It's like, does New does Louisiana have woke leaders? What do you right? Is Louisiana yeah, well, the police? It's also like a <laughs> false equivalency in that it's like. The idea that oh, if you think the police overstep their bounds and need something needs to be done to reform uh, the order because of, uh, you know, their violent history. If you think that, then that means, well, we should just have crackheads in charge then. You know what I mean? Where it's like, well, no, we could just <laughs> do one thing and also not do the other thing. That would be OK. Yeah. But um, if you don't let cops murder everyone's dogs, Trey, they cannot do their jobs. Right. <laughs> yeah. But. For the record, these guys, I mean, like, I mean, I just want to remind people whenever John Kennedy comes up because he plays this co- this country bump from good old boy. Mm-hmm. But he's very rich. He went to Ivy League schools, including Oxford and Yale, I think. So, like, he's not like he's smarter than this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for the record, he just voted against three hundred billion dollars in funding for local police departments, uh, which good, I think, but uh, right, but still, but also, <laughs> yeah, good uh, but yeah. still, <laughs> yeah. And it's just an example of like how dumb this whole conversation is about like if police are accountable, you can't have police. Cops aren't just dangerous to uh, dogs and uh, people of color and poor people in general, including poor white people. They're also dangerous to each other. Like this is a story that's been happening in Los Angeles. You know, you guys around the country might not know about it. But uh, a cop died in a training exercise and the story keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Originally, they said he just fell and then the autopsy was like, no, he's quite obviously beat to death. And it turns out of the guys that beat him to death, one of them was being investigated by this particular officer for committing a gang rape. Uh, and it's important to know the, the reason the woman knew who to accuse, the cops were the four cops were in uniform and wearing their name tags. Um, so, yeah, the, so this is from a lawsuit, a wrongful death lawsuit uh, being filed by the family. 
of this uh, slain officer. Uh, and I hope they get to the bottom of this shit because uh, right. LAP, LA cops are the fucking worst, man. Just, yes. <laughs> just the worst. Yeah, there's been a lot of like uh, reports of like uh, shadow gang activity, basically that cops have their own gangs within the LAPD uh, mm-hmm. infrastructure. And yeah, like you said, so four cops being investigated uh, for a gang rape and this cop who was later murdered was investigating them or had tipped it off or something like that. So the, the appearance would seem that, uh, he was, he got stitches for snitching is yeah. perhaps what happened. Yeah. They said they were trying to simulate mob activity or something like that when they beat him. Yeah. Death. I mean, that probably, you know, feels like, not to, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess you nailed that. I would imagine yeah. that if they, they get done, they're like, no, don't do that. Okay. Uh, they were trying. They were trying to rehearse putting down violent riots that they create. So right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. uh, let's see. So our first honorable mention for daily dumbass is the deep state for ruining all of our beach houses. That's right. This is wild shit right here. Both these women uh, here have run for Congress as GOP candidates uh, in, in 2020, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you who they are. See. We understand that the deep state they have weather manipulation technology they have darpa they know how to manipulate and create big storms hurricanes tornadoes climate change etc and these huge hurricanes always seem to target red states red districts and always at a convenient <laughs> time typically right before elections uh, or, you know, in this case, possibly because Ron DeSantis has been stepping out of line a lot and challenging fighting the deep state. I don't know, Lauren. The timing is definitely interesting. And they're even saying it. Do you think this could be a weather manipulated hurricane? Yeah, well, we know the technology does exist. And right. I mean, Deanna, they're literally trying to change people's DNA through vaccination. Of course, they would be willing to do something like this to target red states. I have no doubt. I mean, the technology exists to manipulate weather. And pause that, uh, Matt. I mean, but I, I, I do <laughs> want to say I know it's kind of hard to see down there because of our own ticker. But I'd like to point out the ticker at the bottom of this on their little program. It reads Biden builds trans human cyborg army using immigrants so, <laughs> i feel like they've buried the lead a little bit with the uh, hurricane machines or whatever i want to hear about these uh trans robots trans oh, Mexican robots in fact <laughs> i can't believe that the shit they're saying isn't i noticed that they can believe the shit they're saying is not the craziest thing about this right. oh god oh shit i i, I don't even have a take on that well okay. also i well i gotta figure I, I some of the people that watch this i imagine are sitting there thinking like well wait hold on how does gay sex factor into this because <laughs> i had previously been under the assumption i thought we were all clear that gay sex is what causes natural disasters. Uh, I thought the spaketh the Lord. They've, uh, no. yeah, they've pivoted now. Now it's the deep state. So when the, when a hurricane hits a bad place, that's God's work. When a hurricane hits God's country, that's the deep state's work. So mm-hmm. they're really just in a, in a fight. You know when you fight over, with your brother over who gets the video game controller? It's mm-hmm. like God, God and the deep state are like that with her. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, those two women, for the record, are Deanna Lorraine, who ran for Congress in 2020, and Lauren Witzke, who was the Delaware uh, GOP's candidate for Senate in 2020. And it's there's so much funny shit in there. For example, the idea, how come hurricanes hit red states? Um, 
I guess it was a deep state's idea to put the Confederacy on the Gulf Coast. I don't know. Maybe that's right. <laughs> uh, or also like the, the idea that uh, they always happen before an election. Yeah. Hurricane season is August, September. I think it's like, right. a, yeah. 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 It <laughs> yeah. It's just, just weather stuff. I mean, you know, perhaps <laughs> they're more frequent and more severe because of uh, man-made climate change, but I got a feeling, but no, it's just, Gays and the spokes, the deep state. Great. Have you ever noticed that the deep state always makes the snow around Christmas so you can get to you because you can get to grandma's house? <laughs> <laughs> Those sons of bitches. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in a related note here, uh Ron DeSantis been super cool about the whole thing, obviously, really putting his best foot forward as he did in the hard hit area of Arcadia, which you can see in this clip right here. I don't give a flying uh, no. But frustration mounted as civilians were told to pause their relief operations for several hours as Governor Ron DeSantis toured the area. Our hands I, are tied. I'm not trying to be rude, no, I, but I, we've been doing this very thing one street over, and the only reason we're not over there is because the governor's there. That's right. I understand. So why does that have to stop right now? It's the same thing we've been doing before anybody was here. All right, we're going to head back Governor, over. Can I ask you one the, question? Uh, I'll get to you. I'll get to you. I'm still frustrated that they had to shut down operations because you're here. Can you just, what is your message to them? They had to pause operations, Governor, while you came in. Can you, can you? I'm with ABC Action News. I want you. That's great. Your message is. anyone to pause anything. Folks, folks were stopped from going in back and forth. We have it on video there. Yeah. So. Well, he had to be photographed down there helping the cause. You know what I mean? It's fine. Get some pictures of me engaging in hurricane relief. But first things first, shut down all that hurricane relief that's going on. <laughs> can't have can't have the pores screwing up, photo bombing me in my uh, my PR session. Matt, if you have that uh, picture of him in the boots from earlier, I just want to show you how hilarious this, this photo up is where we're talking about it. Um, because so he not only did he stop actual relief efforts to go pretend to do relief efforts. But he did them in the whitest waiter boots you've ever seen in my life. They don't have a speck <laughs> of mud on them. Like <laughs> you got, you got this, man. Um, it's like he looks like the fucking green M M&M. and M. You know the, the sexy <laughs> green M M&M and M with the white boots. Yeah, yeah. He's got uh, some. Uh, I don't know. Maybe back at five. Okay, so let me tell you why these people are mad. So these people have been doing their like they're just helping out their neighbors in volunteer relief efforts. And the woman was essentially like, I know they do it for us. Our neighborhood was uh, wasn't hit that. And we got a boat, so we're taking them water and stuff and ferrying people back and forth and bringing them whatever they need. And they're risking their lives doing it. She's talking about how she had ducked to get under live power lines and could have reached up and touched them if she wanted to. And here comes a fucking dipshit governor um, who wants to get a picture. And <laughs> it's just like, what a fucking jackass. Um, he really is the worst, man. And Republicans have not colored themselves in glory. If you got that picture, Matt, throw it up anytime you got it. Um, uh, Matt did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Matt. Okay. I think he's like, all, right, all right. He got it. There yeah. it is. Look at those boots. Look at those. <laughs> those are fancy. White is <laughs> my choice, I feel like, <laughs> in this scenario. Probably not going to hold up uh, under Whoop. duress, although I guess that's the whole thing is he's not uh, not going to endure very much duress, so they'll probably be fine. Yeah. So – Remember, we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, DeSantis spent $12 million in state funds uh, flying migrants around the country to troll people, and now Florida had a hurricane hit it. And he's asking people to donate money to the state, uh, which is very cool. He's also asked the federal government uh, for relief, and that's good. I mean, I want people to get relief, and we need to pick each other up for natural disasters. It's the whole point of being a country. 
um, that's this big and this rich and this spread out and with diverse, uh, you know, climates and shit. Um, but for the record, all 16 Republican congressmen from Florida voted against Hurricane Ian relief for their own state. Uh, Rubio and Rick Scott, the senators from Florida, skipped the vote as to not happen to take one. And the only reason they can do this, this is a, this is so fucking nihilistic. If Democrats behave this way, they wouldn't get any relief. <laughs> right. Like, they, they obviously want to get the relief. They just don't want to vote. They don't want to set the precedent. They voted for hurricane relief. So next time a blue state gets hit, they can say, fuck you. We, we don't want to give out money. Um, Ruby yeah, I know. It's like where they just get, you know, bailed out and uh, get to take credit and shit like that for people who just actually don't want people to suffer in certain situations, uh, you know, because people try to be good or do good things. Uh, it They get off scot-free by being able to turn around and, you know, vote against it, but still yeah. try to take credit for it and all that shit. It's just, you know, it's pretty classic. It's- it's not just cruel, but it's it's reliant upon other people not being cruel. It's like it's like an asymmetrical political environment where one guy one side gets to be evil, knowing the other side will help them, and the other side <laughs> volunteers to be good, even though knowing that the other side's not going to reciprocate when it's their turn. So <clears throat> it's a fucked up situation. Rubio gave an interview where he talked about why he voted against Sandy Aid, and it was pretty funny because all of his reasons were stupid. Um, yeah. So anyway, hopefully people from Florida are doing pretty good, pretty doing better now. All right. Our next honorable mention for daily dumbass is uh, Newt Gingrich for the exact same thing. Everybody called him a dumbass for last week. He's still pretty obsessed with John Fetterman's tattoo. In case you've forgotten his explanation for it, he's still rolling with it right here. I mean, these people verge on being sick. Uh, in, the, in the case of Fetterman, of course, uh, he apparently had a uh, tattoo that was either a reference to a song in favor of heroin use or was a tribute <laughs> to the Crips, which is a uh, Los Angeles-based, very violent gang, which actually was in Fetterman's hometown and which worked with Fetterman in his election. I, so, maybe it's me, <laughs> but I feel like even people who really hate Fetterman and everything— I feel like even those people probably don't look at him and think that's a crip. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, I totally buy that this guy is working hand in hand with uh, the crips of Los Angeles. But yeah, Newt tweeted this, got shit on completely for it, but there's still, uh, you know, he's he's committed to it though. He's convinced it's either heroin or crips. It's not uh, Johnny Cash. (laughs) For, it's also funny if you, if you guys missed we talked about it last time I wanted to talk about it again because he escalated this time it wasn't just it was a, a tattoo in honor of the Crips but the Crips were helping out with his mayoral campaign which is something Crips do all the time is like getting right. involved in local politics um, <laughs> they're famously high information voters the Crips see um, the, the tattoo is I will make you hurt which is quite obviously a reference but I'm guessing I don't know which version uh, Fetterman would like better the Nine Inch Nails version or the Johnny Cash version but the idea that I will make you hurt my empire of dirt is a pro heroin song is also right. a funny take on this shit. Uh, it's about anything. It's about pain of addiction and how you ruin everyone's lives around you. But anyway, these, these people don't know anything about art or life or how anything works. So uh, I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad Gingrich has doubled down on this because they keep making Fetterman seem cool as fuck. I know. It's like that's Snoop their whole thing. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Fetterman. Our next honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is uh, cats for being Dr. Oz's science advisors. That's right. In case you guys missed this, Dr. Oz apparently uh, presided over multiple medical experiments, which killed over 300 dogs 
and uh, an entire litter of puppies. Now you might think, okay, medical, they, you know, they test on animals. Maybe this happens all the time and it's just a dark secret. Nobody likes to acknowledge when it comes to medical testing, but it goes beyond that and looking further into it, these experiments violated multiple uh, general agreed upon, you know, proper codes of conduct when it comes to these sorts of experiments in a pretty, pretty horrific fashion, Mark. Pretty yeah. nasty stuff. Yeah. So a lot of these. I mean, like, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite here. I eat meat, and I like life-saving medicines. Uh, and there's obviously animal testing and, and killing of animals involved, and all that stuff. But it was just the cruelty here because the way they right. killed them was great. Like they, they would they, they they would take dead dogs who died of kidney they let die of kidney failure instead of euthanizing them and then just stuff them in sacks of like trash bags with live puppies and shit. Um, he, it, this was at uh, a research center at Columbia, I believe, that Dr. Oz ran and oversaw and was completely responsible for. Um, it is worth reminding that he was a serious heart surgeon. Right. <laughs> like, it's just like you wonder how he got here. And this is sort of an origin story for it because he's obviously at his core just a shitty fucking person. So you wonder why he's pretending to be dumber than he is running around pretending to be conservative to try to elevate his uh, power and fame level. It's just this. He's just a fucking sicko who will strangle a dog to get ahead in life. And uh, his race with Fetterman has tightened a lot, which um, everyone expected to happen. This would happen when elections come to their close. Republicans who hate Oz will hold their nose and come home. Mm -hmm. And also running a bunch of like race baiting, terrible anti-crime ads, sort of like the one we watched earlier from uh, uh, from uh, John Kennedy. And it's been working, but Fetterman's still up by like four or five points. And that's all you need to win by is one. So uh, that's fine, whatever. Yep. Fuck Dr. Oz. God, this guy, probably nobody in politics right now um, bothers me more than this guy because he's smart enough to know better and um, didn't have to do any of this. He was a rich heart surgeon. He didn't right. have dogs. He didn't have to go on TV and tell people they could cure cancer with flat belly tea. And he didn't have to pretend to be a Republican from Pennsylvania when he's just a weird weirdo from New Jersey. It's just all, it's a lie on, on top of lie on top of top of lie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Fuck Dr. Oz. All right, this is our final honorable mention for Daily Dumbass. It's that dastardly transhuman artificial intelligence out there for making me have that fifth whiskey last night. This is a Texas-based uh, religious right activist um, speaking so of one of their deals. This is <laughs> how it works. They're injected with, you're injected with graphene oxide. Once injected with the so-called uh, uh, vaccine, you become connected to the Internet of Things. Mm. You can be mind-controlled by, by uh, artificial intelligence through maybe 5G. Why are they putting 5G everywhere? It's like the Tower of Babel. So we can watch porn on our phones, dipshit. <laughs> imagine the horror of being connected to the Internet of Things, Mark. Can't imagine what would happen if everybody had some mechanism through which they were connected to the Internet of Things on them at all points. But, yeah, he then says this is transhumanism, uh, yeah. turning us into uh, mutant robots with X-ray vision or something like that through the vaccine and cell phone towers, as yeah. you do. Yeah, it's weird how they've, uh, they've – this is the second time, time transhumanism has come up on this. It's weird how they hooked into it because – some right-wingers love it. Like the Peter Thiel's look on Valley types would love to upload their consciousness to a fucking Jaeger and live forever, right? But yeah. uh, I've been trying to cherry-pick less random weirdos for, uh, for 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 Daily Dumbass. So I want to point out, this guy's not fringe. His name is Stephen Holtz. He's a religious right activist and a doctor. So that's cool. 
Uh, he's got the ear of Trump and is in with tight with all the Texas Republican leaders. So he's not a nobody. He's just a fucking wackadoodle. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of fucking wackadoodle, let's talk about Herschel Walker. All right. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so news broke last night. Daily Beast uh, had this story, and they seem to have all their receipts in order, literally, that uh, Herschel Walker in 2009 paid for an abortion for a longtime girlfriend. Remember that. She's a longtime girlfriend as we talk about this. Um, this wasn't some one-off fling or some jump-off or whatever, or some woman he barely knew. They were together a long time. Um, so when he later on, you're going to see him say he doesn't know who she is. Maybe he doesn't because he's got real bad concussion problems for playing football, but that's a whole different issue for another reason he shouldn't be in the Senate. Um, the woman supports her claim. She has a $575 receipt from the abortion clinic, a get well card from Walker, and a bank deposit receipt that included an image of a signed $700 personal check from Walker. Uh, she did a $125 difference because she ballparked the cost of an abortion after Googling the procedure and added on expenses such as travel and recovery costs. So I'm glad um, she got everything that was coming to her. Um, they also independently, Daily Beast independently corroborated details of the woman's story with a close friend she told at the time and who, according to the woman and the friend, took care of her in the days after the procedure. So they got two witnesses plus a bunch of paper trail stuff. Uh, the card was a particularly funny element to me. Yes. The card. Uh, <laughs> The, it, it, I've got the, the images right here, Matt, if you want to pull it up so we can talk about it for a second. Uh, the check was inside the Get Well card. Uh, the front of the card features a drawing of a steaming cup of tea and reads, rest, rest, relax, and inside the card it says recover. Oh, well, that's nice. You know, at least yeah. you put some, put some thought into it. You know, we were like, uh, I imagine Herschel Walker going to the CVS or whatever and like frantically <laughs> looking for the abortion section of the greeting card <laughs> aisle. You know what I mean? Asking people, I'm sorry, do you have an abortion section? And then he settles on get well soon. He's like, well, you know, this is the best I can do, uh, I suppose. But yeah, you know, a lot of thought went into that guy. He's clearly a kind hearted man with the uh, Hallmark card for the abortion. Yeah, pretty yeah, wild. So the, the couple things are really funny about this to me. Uh, one, mailing a get well card to your girlfriend's funny. Uh, with a with a check inside, it's also funny. But also, he signed it with his football number. It says H. Walker, <laughs> number thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> In case you forgot which where's which Herschel Walker you you fucked, baby. It was a oh, good old number thirty four, Hall of Famer, baby. Three four. Uh, <laughs> uh, this. He went on handy last night, right as this story was breaking, which was a funny choice to me because, like, Fox, if you go to foxnews.com as of a couple hours ago, they hadn't written anything about it. So if he hadn't cho chosen to go on Fox News, information are so siloed right now, chances are not a single Republican, Republican voter in Georgia might have heard about the story if he hadn't gone on Sean Hannity to deny it when quite obviously he did. And I want you to see part of his denial because it's funny as shit. <laughs> What about the $700 check? Is there anybody you can remember sending that much money to? Well, I, I send money to a lot of people, and that's what's so funny. And, and let's go back to my part. You know, I, I do scholarship for kids. I give money and to people. You send it in a get well card. The get well card, it looks like it's included with your signature on, in the article. Have you seen it? And is that your signature? Uh, I haven't seen it, uh, but, you know, I can tell you, uh, I send out so many get well, uh, send out so much of anything. But I can tell you right now, <laughs> I never asked anyone to get an abortion. I never paid for an abortion. And it's a lie. And 
Yeah. I sent right, out so, so much of anything that it could be or whatever. And who did the what? Yeah. You know, it could be I, something like that. I sent get well cards, get well soon cards with $700 checks in them to everybody. I can't fucking be expecting. Well, I mean, either. maybe he's paid for just that many abortions. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe he had, and that's just his go to. He's like, listen, it's a nice card. It's a nice round number. And uh, it's hard for me to keep up. Part of the, uh, uh, <laughs> He, it's worth noting that of his three secret kids, one of them was born this born the same year. Uh, this yeah, happened. So he, he, he had a, he had reason to not want another. I know. I wonder how. Yeah, um, I thought I saw I saw that too. Yeah, the secret kids. It's one of the many scandals that have come out about him. He fathered three uh, secret children, and yeah, one of them was the exact same year that he paid for this abortion. So I wonder what kind of like decision maybe he hit his quota. It's like you know only one secret kid per year, and the other one came first. So then after that, it's you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, time to, time to hit the Hallmark section. Yeah, he was trying to stop short of the Nick Cannon uh, zone. Uh, with parents <laughs> have like, like fourteen kids, but fourteen women or something. Yeah. So, it, so I'm not the first person to make this point, but it, it was funny yesterday. It was so crazy that uh, a news story came out that a Republican Senate candidate killed 300 dogs and he did not have the worst day of any Republicans. Because I mean, like it's not just that he paid for an abortion. It's not just that everything's going on with Roe right now and all that. It's that he in particular has not followed the general approach of a lot of Republican candidates and trying to like backpedal or soft play the abortion thing. He's been hardcore, you know, anti-choice, no abortion, no exceptions, I think what Jesus wants, it's completely like he's been one of the most hard line of the hard liners on this issue. And yeah. so that gives this a little a- uh, added weight. Yeah, he's a, he's you against it, even he's against rape exceptions, which puts him in a right. far, far minority, which is why he should not be willing to talk about this issue. This issue. But as we talk about later, this is now going to be the number one issue for quite odd, for obvious scandal reasons. People love a scandal. But to talk about how we got here, let's let's briefly talk about the lies he's told. Um he, yeah. he a lunch, a, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he lied about being a police officer, a lot about being an FBI agent, a lot about being a, a high school valedictorian, a lot about being a college valedictorian. He lied about being a college graduate because one of the reasons he couldn't be a college valedictorian is he didn't actually graduate. He lied about being the founder for charity for military veterans. And he lied about being the founder of the largest minority-owned food supply and a poultry, poultry companies in the United States. I, don't, I think those are two separate companies, not a food supply and a poultry company, but there we go. Uh, he said his chicken processing company had 600 employees, and it turned out it had eight. It also does not process chicken. <laughs> <laughs> just, just puts like his name on chicken. Yeah, it's already puts, been puts, processed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just slap, just slap number 34, babe. number 34 chicken. He also, um, I believe, was a self-professed world champion of Russian roulette, right? Uh, all-time, oh, yeah. all-time yeah. great uh, Russian roulette player, I believe he said. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta have love of the game for doing that one. Um, mm-hmm. So he's still he's still remained neck and neck with Warnock despite all this stuff, including yeah. his violent stuff. He hasn't lied about includes the. I mean, maybe he lied. He just sort of doesn't talk about it. But he supposedly threatened to kill his wife and ex girlfriend which we're going to talk about a little bit more later, but all this stuff is crazy. It's still a close race. It's still a close right. race because the Republicans will not turn their back on him. No right. matter what goes wrong. Rick Scott went on TV today and defended him. And if you want to know why they're doing this, why they're desperate to hold on to power, hold on this one seat, Congress is going to be so tight this time. The vote, like if you, if you assume Georgia is blue, the odds for democratic control of the Senate go from around 70% to around 90%. 
One seat's a big fucking pickup here. They really, really need him to win, even if they don't like him. They tried to sabotage his campaign in the primary because they knew this kind of stuff was going to come out. But once the rocket ship, the, the countdown had begun, they're all on board. And here's Mitch McConnell in April explaining why. Um, let's talk about a candidate you have talked about, um, Herschel Walker, the leading GOP candidate in the vital Senate race in Georgia. You endorsed him, yet his ex-wife says he pointed a pistol at her head and said, I'm going to blow your effing brains out. And an ex-girlfriend has accused him of threatening her life. Why is he a suitable candidate? Herschel Walker has addressed that issue repeatedly over the last 10 years. Uh, I think he's... It's a heck of an issue. Well, he had... uh, he admitted he had had some troubles in his life. Uh, he's been an exemplary citizen in recent years. Uh, he's a hero in Georgia. Uh, almost every candidate's had troubled. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that almost every candidate has pointed. Look, I, I don't want to argue with it. I think Walker <laughs> is completely electable. He's actually ahead at the beginning of this race, and we're fully behind him. How All right, you there you go. go. Yeah. Just no, no shame, no shame. I will no, well, that's, murderer. Yeah, I think yeah. that that's like, and I mean, not that this is surprising to anybody who's been paying attention, but to me, the main takeaway of this whole thing is just like, there's almost literally nothing that outweighs not being a Democrat <laughs> or mm-hmm. a liberal, like for so many of these people, you know, it's like, that's just, that's really all it is. It's like, you know, they say, oh, family values and all that shit they say, but you can actively disprove uh, those qualifications for yourself in every conceivable way. But as long as you, you know, still have the R by your name, a good chunk of them will still show up. Also, I know we're going to talk about what his, his son went in on him too. And mm-hmm. when Christian went in on him, denouncing him, which we'll show the tweets and everything in just a second. I saw when he did, one of the top responses was from some Twitter Patriot, somebody with a flag profile picture. And it just mm-hmm. said, it said something like, please, I'm begging you just wait till after the election, please. So it's just like acknowledging like, yeah, okay, sure, all that's true and everything. But like, first things first, we got to get him in Senate. (laughs) And then we can talk about all this horrific stuff he did in his past. We can worry about it later. But yeah, that's uh, how their priorities are laid out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sort of makes sense because if uh, if they they get him elected and Brian Kemp gets elected, they could just make him resign and Brian Kemp would get to appoint a replacement Republican. So that's how that would work. So, yeah, let's talk about Christian, uh, his son, Christian uh, Walker, for a second. Uh, if you, we showed his videos before. If you guys aren't familiar, he's sort of a MAGA internet influencer with a million followers across, like, uh, uh, TikTok and Instagram. Um, and he has a very particular brand of trolling the libs. He's kind of funny in his own way. Uh, he's also, like, just to understand how um, – so the kid – he, he's gay, and I mean that since the most of us understand it, where he openly talks about being attracted to men, he likes dudes, but he doesn't he doesn't like being called gay because he doesn't want to be associated with rainbow flags and L, the LBGTQ community. He wants to have sex with men but not be gay. Which okay, right. whatever you want to do, buddy. Um, he uh, makes a bunch of videos. His biggest thing is talking about how fathers need to be in the home. Which people took as a conservative thing is talking about like denigrating black fathers being absentee. But one thing I don't think people realize until yesterday is he was actually doing 
was talking about his own fucking father abandoning him. Right. <laughs> but no one put those two things together. And so w- w- when this came out yesterday, um, Christian lost his shit. And one of the things he tweeted was, uh, I know my mom and I would really appreciate if my father, Herschel Walker, stopped lying and making a mockery of us. You were not a family man when you left us to bang a bunch of women, threatened to kill us, and had us move over six times in six months running from your violence. He posted a bunch of stuff. Um, and he, again, talking about reading tea leaves for stuff, like he did introduce Herschel at one event, and, but he hasn't really talked about his father's campaign much. Everyone thought it was weird. Um, but, but then all this happened and the, the thing broke and it turns out he hates his fucking dad for mistreating him and his mom of being a scumbag. Right. Um, and the thing is, it's like, I feel like if he wasn't again, his whole thing is he's like a MAGA internet personality. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he wasn't, if he was just a regular, you know, openly gay black or openly man loving, but not gay, black, well, you know, however you explained it, if he was just that and, and Herschel Walker's son and this came out, they would immediately just be like. Oh, uh, you know, he's clearly a li- like he's a leftist. He's just trying to smear his dad or whatever. But the, mm-hmm. you know, they can't do that in this scenario because he's completely on their side about everything, and he's he's still calling them out and saying this dude's full of shit. You can't trust him. One of mm-hmm. the things he said was he said, uh, "I'm all I'm saying is don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that, conservatives." Uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, yeah, you know, I've never really agreed with anything I've ever seen this dude say, but it's hard to, uh, you know, hard to disagree with this particular shit. He's talking about his relationship with his dad and pretty much calling it like most of us see it, it seems mm-hmm. to me. And if you're wondering the the, the vi- accusations of violence, these are not, these are old. They, she came forward in 2009 or 10, I think. So this has nothing to do with politics. But, but it's worth noting that his ex-wife, his son, his ex-girlfriend and also people from inside his campaign and leaving damaging stuff. Pretty much everyone who knows this guy thinks he shouldn't be elected. So that's worth fucking knowing. The only people who like him don't interact with him. Right. <laughs> and let's watch this video from, uh, uh, from Christian. If you got it, Matt. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values, people. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I was silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies. When you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this candidate. That's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying, don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some All moral right. family man. You cut it so uh, I hope this kid, I mean, uh, this, not just how to put this, like this, this family obviously, obviously needs counseling um, to, the, to the degree Christian has any political impact. I would bet that 
Herschel Walker has lost the support of all the gay TikTok Republicans in Georgia. Um, <laughs> but so, it, God, I hate when stuff like this explodes in the public, man. It shouldn't be the we, family drama shouldn't be a thing, but this is going to affect an important Senate race. We have to talk about it. So anyway, her, after this, all this stuff happened. Herschel Walker tweeted, I love my son no matter what. Christian quote tweeted with you have four kids we know of and you were in the house raising one of them. You were cheating in line. If you love your kids, you raise them instead of running in the Senate race to boost your ego. Uh, so yeah. Um, the, yeah, the, the, sorry, I was mistaken earlier. Uh, Cindy Grossman, who was, uh, uh, um, Christian's mom and Herschel's ex-wife told her allegations in, to CNN in 2008. He said, she said he held, held a gun to her head, quote, a handful of times and threatened her on other occasions with knives and a razor. Uh, yeah. and, was that he has disassociative identity disorder and does not remember threatening his ex-wife. So he's saying he has multiple personalities. Right. And it's like, okay, you know, take all mental health issues seriously. I'm not downplaying if the possibility that he actually has something like that, but maybe he shouldn't be in Congress then if he has, you know, such debilitating mental health issues that he will not even recall pulling a gun on uh, someone close to him. Like it's wild to just throw that out there and just be like, so let's just move on then. You know what I mean? And you were Uh saying Christian Walker, you know, you're like, I don't, you know, the political impact he has, he maybe lost all the gay conservative TikTokers in the state of Georgia, but they're already uh, actively blaming him, right? In advance, the uh, the Walker camp and Republican strategists and whatnot are already saying that if Walker does go down, well, it's Christian's fault. Uh, yeah, clearly, that was clearly a, Christian who called all this. Yeah, this that was a story from the Atlanta Journal Constitution yesterday. One Republican clo- official close to Walker was already shifting responsibility for the candidate's potential downfall, saying. Christian Walker is, quote, solely to blame if Herschel loses the race. <laughs> solely to blame. That's a that's a wild statement to make in the in this particular context. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Herschel himself. It's solely no. the fault of his son, whose uh, transgression is just outlining all the various horrible things that Herschel Walker has done. But it's not his fault that he did those things. It's his son's fault for saying uh-huh. them publicly. Yeah. Which I can see how they would actually genuinely feel that way about it. <laughs> but it's, it's not like the shit isn't coming out from everywhere else anyway. Christian Walker's basically just like confirming it pretty much. It, yeah. Just to go back to like uh, Walker's actual statements about abortion. Um, he's called for total ban of the procedure, even in cases of incest or rape. He endorsed the 15, 15 week federal abortion restriction proposed by Lindsey Graham. Um, so according to his own stated beliefs, Walter Walker is guilty of murder for hire. Uh, but he's, <laughs> right. he's saying this is a lie, which is funny because he's, he, he'll probably, uh, file a lawsuit that'll drop, uh, this one woman had a funny quote as she's a, a representative, representative, um, uh, named Scott Holcomb, who happens to be an attorney at the Cal County Democrat. Uh, it's called a desperate attempt at misdirection said it may be filed, but I guarantee you'll be withdrawn right after election day. After all, truth is a defense to a defamation claim. A Walker would need to testify under oath. Um, to, to talk about the politics of this for a second, if he loses, it's not because a Christian, <laughs> quite obviously, but because his positions horrifically unpopular, a, a total bans on abortion or like 90% of people are against those. Now people have compared this to the access Hollywood tape, which obviously didn't have much of effect on affecting the election until 2016 because Trump won. But this isn't that because whether or not you have a legal right to grab women by the pussy wasn't on the ballot in 2016. Abortion right. is on the ballot in 2016. Right. And so, 
it's not just about the personal scandal. This is going to remind people that he has awful views on this issue and also is a, 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 hypocrisy is not the greatest sin. It moves the importance of the issue up, the, up the ballot. You know right. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's already like the issue for a whole in just the grander context of the midterms in general. And he mm-hmm. just, yeah, elevated that uh, in relation to his own campaign. He brought it to the, the forefront. Yeah. Uh, and in case you're wondering, because we're running behind Matt, I'm going to skip down to the bottom. Um, uh, this is pretty bleak. It's going to sound worse than it is to put it in context, but it did, did get like a dark timeline LOL out of me. This headline, Herschel Walker reportedly breaks fundraising record after Daily Beast abortion receipt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He set a one-day record. Uh, he, he raised $182,000 in uh, roughly 24 hours since the Daily Beast story broke, including $50,000 just during the Monday night interview with Sean Hannity. So now that's crazy, but also for context – uh, this is from a reporter whose name I can't pronounce, but it said if $182,000 is the record-breaking fundraising day for Herschel Walker, that's sad commentary on his campaign. That's less than Warnock's average daily haul during the second quarter, which was, you know, way early in the year, further away from the election. So the, they, there's so much money floating around this, um, and a lot of it's being spent by pro-choice organizations, which, of course, like they, they raised – uh, $150 million to spend on elections uh, pro various pro-choice organizations, which is more than the $110 million in cash the DCCC uh, has on hand. Um, so, yeah, these people are passionate about this issue and not on Walker's side, is my point. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, no, yeah, we'll see. It's arguably the uh, uh, most, whatever, hotly contested and perhaps most important of the many uh, battleground Senate races. We'll see what happens. Matt, if you want to grab some questions and comments, throw them up there. I saw, um, I think it was Dinesh D'Souza earlier saying something about how, like, if, you know, if Warnock did something like this, liberals would be falling all over themselves to, you know, uh, absolve him and all this shit. And then people start bringing up Al Franken, you know, who was you know, basically ran out of office for a tasteless joke. And it's just the idea mm-hmm. that, like, they try to do that. They're like, oh, if the shoe was on the other foot. But it's just like, there's no reason to like, there's nothing to back that up in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like what, that's not what has happened or generally does happen. Ross settles on YouTube says like, and sub love you guys. Thank you very much. Like subscribe, share, Thanks, tell, your Ross. Friends, tell your mom and them. I appreciate it. Smash that like well, button. Anyway. If, yeah. if Raphael Warnock, this came out about Raphael Warnock, it would really damage his campaign because his brand is being a nice, kindly old minister. It wouldn't be paying for the abortion to be cheating on his wife or whatever, because right. I'm pro-choice. If it came out that I pay help pay for an abortion and be like, uh, good for Mark, pick it up half the tab or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, also it's just like, to me, it was even more than just, uh, it's also the, all the shit about Herschel Walker. You know what I mean? Like a democratic candidate couldn't survive a fourth of that type of, of uh onslaught anna la says it's amazing my relatives that are anti-abortion are all voting for walker yeah i mean like again i don't think he's gonna i I don't really care about hypocrisy um as a thing because it doesn't like i think your relatives if they are do really care about the pro-life cause are probably doing the making the correct calculus doing the correct math because he'll vote the way they tell it it doesn't really matter what he did personally Right. Like the same same deal that they made with Trump. Um, the problem again here for him politically is that his position's unpopular, and it reminds people his position's unpopular. Um, so your relatives are, might are probably are doing the right thing to vote their conscience, but they're they're going to remind everyone else to vote their conscience, and it goes the other way. 
Lisa Guggenheim Deitch on Facebook says, I'm dearly hoping Warnock mops the floor with Walker. I don't know about the mopping, but we'll see. But yeah, I, I meant to just bring up at one point, uh, people outside Tennessee may not know or remember, but there's this Tennessee congressman named Scott Desjardins, who's, you know, he doesn't pronounce it that way. I put the stank on it. But anyway, he uh, he's also very pro-life Republican. Also, while he was on the campaign trail, it came out that he had paid for, I think, like three abortions. Pretty sure it was one, more than one abortion that he had paid for. And, uh, you know, he still won in a landslide. So what are you going to uh-huh. do? But that, but again, the context was different. It wasn't like it is this year with the Roe decision and, and that type of thing. Um, Leah Tushul says, Walker's most certainly not the first or only, uh, in quotes, conservative hypocrite to force and or pay for an abortion. Uh, case in point, Scott Desjardins, uh, one of many. But I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, they all know everybody. Most of these people are like. Again, that's the thing. It's like it's mostly it's going to impact poor people and like rich people. You know, some rich senator or daughter gets pregnant or something. They even if they're in Alabama, they'll fly her to the same place and uh, have it taken yeah. care of and just keep doing the same shit they've always done. I think Michael Cohen had four other clients besides Trump, and two of them were Republican uh, campaign finance dudes in charge of the RNC who he helped arrange payoffs to women to get abortion. One of them it was like a former playmate or something. The one that got paid off. But the uh, it's also worth remembering. Uh, I mean, so a couple years ago, uh, I, I worked uh, on Roy Wood Jr. I hope he gets to take over The Daily Show. Shout out to Roy. Uh, when he, did, he, he did the D- Democratic Congressional. You know, you know they do the, um, the White House Correspondents Dinner, right? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's one for Congress that just no, nobody pays attention to. Roy did that one year. One of the yeah. jokes he made was like, I remember. If, you want to, if you want to make Republicans pro-choice, uh, you need to ban abortion in D.C. so they can only get them for their mistresses in their home districts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a fucking great joke, stuff, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Will Tyson. These comments are pretty in line with uh, what me and Mark are saying because Will Tyson says it's all part of a consistent narrative that Republicans want rights for themselves, but not for us. Abortion mm-hmm. is just one of those rights. Yeah, um, for the reasons are good. Yeah. Patricia Paring says Walker can be easily manipulated. That is why the Republican politicians love him. They will use him and throw him away as soon as it's convenient. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Like Mark said a minute ago, he'll vote the way they want him to. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, he'll definitely fall in line. No doubt about it. So that's a good point. It's just why I don't know. It's just so shameless is the whole thing uh, for me. You know, like they. They're the fuck. It's like you said, somebody found out you paid for an abortion. You're like, right on. Good for you. <laughs> you know, who cares? Cause you're a fucking pro choice liberal, but they're the goddamn Christian family values, high moral standards people. And you'd think it would make it, you know, harder to, to stomach, but it just doesn't at all. It doesn't bother them. Since time in memoriam, uh, sexual morality has been a thing for the plebes while rich people do what they want. It was like that in ancient Rome. It was like that with a king, whatever King James or whatever, cut off all his wife's head, and they couldn't uh, quit because he couldn't get divorced. Henry VIII. Henry VIII. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking about the King James Bible, but but so the uh, Henry VIII uh, invented a whole new type of church just so he could yeah. get a divorce, but also chop mm-hmm. some of their heads off. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, you got like you go. They, that's what they're joking about on Game of Thrones when the Targaryens could do incest, and everyone else has to fucking marry other <laughs> outside their family. It's yeah. it's always the same. Yeah. The more things change. All right. Well, again, I want to remind y'all, 
please come see me live if I'm coming near you. And if I'm not soon, I will be not too long after that, I promise. Trying to go everywhere, working on Texas right now. Have a bunch of new dates uh, up soon. So go to TreyCrowder.com and come and see me. Also, if you'd like to support the show and get some bonus episodes, go to WeeklySkews.com slash more or go on Patreon and look me up. $5 a month, everybody. We would appreciate it. But either way, we, as always, very much appreciate you being here for this show. We will keep doing it each and every Skews D. So we'll see you all in seven days. So you love you. Bye. Skews.